Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. It has been two days since the catastrophic volcanic eruption in Lava Ridge Town. It seems like the town is doing well to rebuild. Gray's Pokemon Mart is underway, everyone pooling their efforts together. The sky still has some sooty ash in it. The clouds seem particularly gray, but a little bit of blue light is starting to poke in now. It is the morning at the house that the party was recommended to stay in. Cindy, Schmidt, Elodie, Gimli, and Sam. What are you doing? What's next? Uh, Schmidt wakes up super refreshed. He's like, oh boy, I feel like a million bucks. Nice. Nice. Schmidt noticed that all the stuffed animals are now surrounding him on the couch. Schmidt is a little worried because he has zero memories of yesterday. Mm-hmm. So he sees all those and he's like, okay. And then he moves on with his life. Trauma will do that to you. Puts, puts them all in his bag. Good old trauma. Cindy wakes up from the bottom of the pile of sleeping Pokemon. Uh, the pile is yeah, is one buggy friend bigger. Do you have you want to offer a little uh, what you've come up with for a name? I don't remember if we captured that last time. Uh, so our new party member is Larvastar, which is a Larvesta. Because mm-hmm. she she's the star. Yeah, the star. Correct. Yes, they're the star. Hmm. So Star as a nickname, perhaps. Larva Star, very cute. Yeah, there's a, there's a new baby in the mix, and it seems like Cindy's party is taking them on amicably. It also seems like, well, roll me, a, roll me just a straight d20, Cindy. Seven. Seven. It seems like Soli is starting to feel better. Her eyes are actually opening, Ooh. and she can like look around and do stuff, but she is definitely still tired. Okay. Gimli, Elodie, how are you doing? Doing fine. A little, little sore from. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done that much work. Mm-hmm. But still doing okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Elodie's doing all right. She has a new friend is with her as well. Okay, who are they? Aubergine, Aubergine the Purloin. Very good. That's so good. Such a good name. <laughs> a, a little, a uh, little purple kitty cat. Seems a little naughty. Uh, seems like it should be an interesting addition to the squad. And because these are newborn babies, they have not been captured. Uh, there's no party restriction. As it's the same as uh, as the Larvitar. Same as Bean. That as long as they're not captured, they can just hang out. It seems like they aren't like ruthless wild Pokemon because they're just little babies and they're hanging out with the people that they saw when they were first born. So they don't mind just sticking around. However, they are not particularly powerful. They could still be a good asset to have in the party. Except Larvastar is like baller. <laughs> yeah, Larvastar is baller. That's true. Sam's there. She's slowly getting ready. Looks like she's she's grabbing a granola bar. She's hanging out with Frostbite, the Weavile. It seems like perhaps the motions are being made to continue the journey outside of Lavaridge. What's done is done. The volcano erupted. Everyone's got their badges. Now they need to decide where they go from here. 
uh, following Sam to follow up on her. Is, uh, Media Falls. <laughs> Media Falls is the next stop. Is that is that what is we it? agree on? Is it? That was. Where I think that's Sam's camera. original purpose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you uh, do you like check in with her so you see what she says? Yeah. Yeah. Sam says, "Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to get to Meteor Falls. I think you all might have a good time there too. Uh, the festival's starting in two days, so I do want to start moving. Uh, there's a couple different ways we can get there. So, we'll, I mean, I'm you guys are with me. You're you're helping me out. You're protecting me a little bit. So we'll leave that up to you. But either way, we got to head out to Route 112. Is everyone ready to leave? Do we need to pick up anything before we go? I think so." Uh, do we still have like a pile of gemstones? You do. Elodie <laughs> does, in fact. Is yeah. it worth trying to exchange them for money or just hold them on as gemstones for now? I no, doubt I that anybody here, like, I feel like they kind of need the money more than we do. Yeah, so I'm not trying to sell it that's for fair. Gemstones they just experience <laughs> we can, disaster. Exchange them when we get back to Mallville at like a jeweler right. or something. That, that's probably that like a Okay. Plan. I just wanted to put it out there that we had them yeah the post post volcanic eruption town is not really in the market for jewelry i think right now yeah great do we embark head out let's go hit the road excellent yeah the party walks out to route 112 at the foot of jagged pass that stretches out towards the desert potentially up north to whatever is up north and then south back to mauville uh there's a little steep hill you can walk down. It seems like this route is popular with athletic trainers and Pokemon. There's people going on jogs. It seems like the air quality here is usually pretty nice. Right now, it's not quite as much. It's a little smoky. There is up a little hill, up a series of stairs. It seems like there's a touristy spot that has a lift that typically takes people to the top of Mount Chimney. Uh, the lift has been destroyed, and there are many construction people who are working on repairing the little building that there is. Uh, there's also a sign that points to a cave. And as you are walking forward, all of you unmistakably notice, no perception needed, that you are walking on a very peculiar puddle of slime. There is a lot of slime in the center of Route 112, and it's very strange. What you do with that information is up to you. But the ground's slimy here. It's not usually. Can we investigate the slime? You sure can. What do you want to investigate about it? Uh, what the fuck? Okay, give me a what the fuck check. Alright. Uh, I rolled a 14 on the what the fuck check. Okay. Um, that goes through wisdom, correct? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course it's wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is a plus one, so that is a 15 total. Great. You can tell it's not sentient slime, but uh, okay. there is, like, it's a little thick, it seems like whatever produced this slime, there was either a lot of it, or it was like a really big thing that was making a slime. Mm. Uh, we it, did encounter a really big thing recently. I don't think solely makes slime. There was another really big thing before that. I don't think Anyone camera remember? not following either. Uh, Sam is going to make a check on it, just for fun, because I want to roll a dice. Uh, she gets a 10. She sticks her finger in it and it makes a pleasant little squelching sound. Uh, she lifts it up to her face and gives it a sniff. And she says, this is really weird. I have no idea what all the slime is about. I send a cookie out. Yeah. 
I'm like, Cookie, Cookie, what is this? Because I figure as a goopy, sluggy, sluggy dragon, she might know. Okay, uh, roll a nature for Cookie. The 15. Cookie hits the field. She lands in the slime, and it seems like she has a complete change in personality as she does so. Her eyes kind of, like, roll over in a way that you've never seen before, and she immediately starts gooping up the hill towards the ski lift and the cave, like she has been overcome by something. She is beginning to move. And Cookie's doing what? Gooping. Cookie's gooping and heading in a direction, without your commands. Cookie, come back! What is it? I follow Cookie. Okay. Can I send out uh, Meryl Cheap? Sure. To be an eye in the sky on Cookie? Yeah, absolutely. I get away. Yeah. Cookie isn't super fast, but they are currently determined. Does everyone stick around and follow Cookie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You notice Cookie goop up a little cliff face. It, it appears the slime is somewhat in a, in a trail, and she is moving. She's squelching and squirming. It comes up to intersection, where if you went uh, up, up a little bit, you would end up at the ski lift that's being repaired. Again, there's a crew there. There's work in there. There's people and Pokemon. There's like some machokes that are carrying some heavy steel beams and stuff. Cookie takes a left turn. And she heads towards the mouth of a cave that is has a pretty haphazardly laid caution tape on it. Uh, it seems like perhaps the crew that was working on the ski lift put it there. It seems like it's maybe is some of their supplies. And it says, caution, do not enter. And there's a sign next to the mouth of the cave that says, fiery path. Cookie is going there. Anything to interact with Cookie at all? What is the party doing? I'm checking in a lot because Cookie's not very fast, so you have a lot of time to to consider the situation. Yeah, Cookie's not really uh, known for speed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could have like a little powwow to be like, do we want to follow this or do we want to just yoink Cookie out of it? I mean, I'm curious. I, I'm curious too. What does uh, Symmetra think? I'm going to roll because I want to roll some more to see what she thinks. She says, I'm not sure going back into Mount Chimney is really the best call. At the moment, considering what just happened, but this is also, also very intriguing. Uh, so, kind of in agreement with that, yes. Yeah, I am curious, but I also don't want to uh, do the thing. Uh, can we investigate from like the mouth of the cave and see if there's anything that we can see from the mouth of the cave? Please do. Eighteen. Yeah, that's a great roll. You can tell that the slime is accumulating. And into the cave, it is getting thicker, and there is more of it. You can also tell that it seems like it's pretty hot in there. Uh, it's called Fiery Path, so it's probably generally pretty hot. But uh, there was recently some volcanic activity. This is a little tunnel that digs through Mount Chimney. Um, and you can see on the sign, this is Fiery Path. There's like a little illustration of the shape of it. And it seems like this is like a shortcut, potentially, if you were like in a rush. You could get to the northern route above the desert without having to go through the desert, which could be very convenient. But uh, it seems very hot in there. And Cookie's going in. I mean, Cindy's probably unbothered by the heat. Do we want to know what the goop is? We could get north of Mount Chimney. Isn't that where we needed to go anyway? We could. To get to meet, meet the falls. Do a Good old fashioned, what every D and D player loves to do. With the party, with the party. <laughs> um, that is a terrible. Time. This is how I recommend we do it. Gumi is the one that's getting obsessed with this. Cindy wants to go investigate it. Schmidt has Patricia, who can carry two people if needed. 
Mm. So me and Cindy go check it out. And then we just fly Patricia to wherever y'all are to catch up. We're just going to do a quick poker head in. If it's something dangerous, we're booking it. That is that is my game plan. Yeah, I'm still down to take the safe path. If that's what you guys want to do, you can certainly do that. Okay. Any ingredients? Anyone else for or against? Okay. We can do that. Party split. (laughs) Let's go. Cool. Okay. A plan is made. Oh, and for clarity, I think Sam is going to go with Elodie and Gimli. So I figured that. Yeah. Yeah, Sam didn't seem interested in going in the cave. Yeah. Not not feeling that. It's less interested in investigating this and more interested in pulling Cindy out if it gets too hairy. Got it. So is Patricia out? Is Meryl Cheap out? Who is vibing? Meryl Cheap is out. Patricia is also officially out. Is Quacko out? Quacko is always out. Okay. So we are going to sneak under the caution tape and follow Cookie. I would say all of my Pokemon are away except Cookie and Larvastar that I have on my backpack. Okay. As we enter the cave, it gets more slimy. Your footsteps sound like you're walking in mud, basically. Everyone, everything that is not a fire type must make a constitution save. Cindy takes it with advantage because she has low con. The DC is 10. Okay. Cookie is not a fire type, so Cookie needs it too. Cookie is possessed, kind of. I don't want to say that as like the DM, that is the truth, but Cookie is like not gonna consider the heat right now okay everyone passes awesome i got a seven with advantage with advantage okay that's fine and all of your pokemon are fire types currently uh all of them oh i guess uh larva stars on my bag but everyone else is away yeah that's fine okay yeah that works. You enter the cave, and Cindy's pretty good at handling the heat, but she's sweating. She's not feeling 100%. Uh, if she stays in here too long, she might start to feel a little dehydrated, perhaps. Um, everyone else feels prepared. We were just dealing with a lot of lava, so not a big deal. You keep falling, Cookie. It gets a little bit darker, but also... Not sure if this is the normal state of this cave or not, but along the path, like this clear footpath, like this is a cave that is generally well-traveled, there are little streams of lava... And they're all to- pointing towards, like, a glowing pillar in the center of the room. And the squelching and squishing gets louder as you move forwards. And in the dimly lit area, in, in the dimly lit cave, you can see and hear many small little bodies moving in a circle. It seems like this is where Cookie is trying to go. Are we still observing? Are we calmly, passively participating? Uh, uh, how close is Cookie to the circle? Cookie is going to take about 40 more feet. And Can I send Meryl Cheap to just yoink Cookie right now? Yeah, you're going to take Cookie? Yep. Sure. Just kind of hold them back, get them off the goo. They are determined. So this is going to be a contested strength check. Uh, you could roll for Cookie if you want, Cindy, but you're also not really in control, so I think it might make sense if I do it, actually. So I'm going to roll for Cookie. Uh, so I got a 12. Okay, Cookie got a 14. Uh, Damn. <laughs> I Cheap mean, might tw- lose Cookie here. <laughs> for 40 feet is two, like, turns for Cookie, if that helps. Like, but, we have time. What is Cookie's move speed? Because Cookie is 20. dashing. Okay. Oh, okay. So all Cookie's doing is mobbing. So they are moving at double speed. Also, also I... the speeds don't matter okay. quite as much because we're not in combat. Like, yeah. But, yeah, what, what did you want to do? 
Uh, can I roll like perception or investigation to see what the other creatures are? Yes, absolutely. Roll it. Probably investigation. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. All of the, you can't tell for sure it's dimly lit and they're kind of pacing in a big circle. Uh, if you had to guess, uh, think that they're all probably roughly the same size as Cookie. And mm. you also notice that among the loud squelching and the bubbling of the lava, you hear like kind of a, a, a dim, quiet kind of chanting. Like, meh, meh, meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we investigated on what is the glowy bit in the center of the room? You did not, but you can try. Uh, okay, I would like to do that. Okay. Uh, that is an 18. 18. Or was that roll earlier when I was trying to yoink cookie? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it seems like there's like a natural kind of rock formation that splits up like it puts an intersection into the path one is the path that leads to the exit on the other side of the route and one just goes deeper in the cave kind of and this there's just a obelisk a pillar in the center and from from above it there is lava dripping onto it from a chamber that is above the fiery path on onto this pillar this stone pillar it's like a ruby red color and all of these creatures are circling around it it, it is very uncomfortable being it's got very 2001 space odyssey um <laughs> it is uncomfortable with both a it is quite hot and b the floor is like very slimy <laughs> all of your steps are squish squish and it's like it's a little sticky and weird i would imagine aside from being warm cindy's having a great time <laughs> yeah probably it's pretty strange i would imagine schmidt is uh not only in physical distress but uh, terrified of the scene he is seeing right now. Mm-hmm. I will offer one more chance from each of you if you wish to interact or stop with Sol- uh, not solely with Cookie, make some sort of check. But otherwise, Cookie is going to head towards that gosh dang lava pillar. We need to we need to yoink Cookie right now. Did I return Cookie. Uh, yes, you have to make a Dex check. They do not want to come <laughs> back. Uh, dirty twenty. Okay, you hold out your Pokeball and the laser beam shoots out and it focuses on Cookie for a long time. It seems like uh, it is like there's some sort of resistance. Someone doesn't want to go back and it's beaming and beaming and then sucks Cookie back into the Pokeball. Okay, we got Cookie. Still want to figure out what these Pokemon are. Yeah. uh, Can I mimic Gumi's cry? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds hilarious. You can do whatever you want. Uh, roll a charisma check, I guess. Oh, no. How am I at charisma? Plus two. It's a five. It's a five. Yeah, you just kind of make a squealing sound, and it's a little embarrassing. Good job. And the the Pokemon have no reaction to that? No reaction. They're all going in a circle around this pillar, and they are chanting. And we still don't know what they are. Yeah, you could get a little bit closer. I want to get close enough to see if if they're other Gumi. Okay. it's uh, Patricia is on standby, ready to yoink Cindy out. Understood. <laughs> um, it's still pretty dark, so I will ask for a wisdom check. Uh, Larvistar, who is out, also has like flame body, so they glow. So I have a little oh, bit that's more true. Okay. light. Yeah, this is going to be a really easy check, but you still have to make the check. Okay. Plus one seventeen. These are all Gumi. There's probably like thirty of them. They're all all in this cave, all dancing around this pillar. Hmm. They're just straight up Gumi. 
just lots of Goomy. A rare Pokemon. Not like, uh, like a Slugma or anything in there? They're just a bunch of Goomies? A whole bunch of Goomies. A, you would conclude that the reason why this floor is so slimy and why the outside was so slimy is because a bunch of Goomies have gathered here. Is it like a ritual for them to evolve? Um. <laughs> uh, but I also don't want to be here all day. Yeah, I was about to say, if we wait, how much longer would we have to wait to find something out? Who knows? We just have to wait. You don't have that information. Okay. I think we just find like a like a perch, get a little bit closer to the a point where we can see what's going on and a point where we can make a run for the exit. And then we can just kind of hang out for a bit. Okay. Try to see what's going on. Sure. But if I let Gumi back out, how easy would it be to get Gumi back? Don't 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 put Gumi <laughs> out. We're just watching. We're just watching. Okay. Elodie, Gimli, and Sam leave Cindy and Schmidt to their own devices to figure out what's going on with the slime. Uh, yep. There's only two directions for you to go, and one is back to Loveridge, and the other one is further down Route 112. I'm assuming you're going further down Route 112. I think further down 112 is, <laughs> is the appropriate direction. You do that. You hit Route 112, a familiar route. You've been here a couple times. It's like a narrow kind of valley between two rocky cliffs. Uh, if you turn to your right, you'd be heading south. You'd be going back down towards the Windstraight House or Mauville City, or to the north, there's a blustery, howling sandstorm. There is a sign. It says Hoenn Route 111. And it has like a little sketch of like a map of like of the shape of it. Um, there's a symbol that clearly like from what you saw before, the way to get north of the desert is either to well walk through the desert or travel through Fiery Path, which is currently unadvised according to the caution tape that is there. On that sign, there's a little scribble. It looks like there's an A on it, a stylized little A, and it says R plus B forever, spelled four E-V-R. Plus R plus That's... B forever? Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah. What do you do? Mm. Well, can we get mm. through the desert with our current supply? Perhaps. Well, you, you can suss it out if you want to make like a nature check or something. Yeah, I think, I think a nature check is advised. Okay. Uh, that would just be a D20. D20 yeah. survival? Uh, yeah, you know, that's an appropriate time if you'd rather make a survival check. Uh, 14? 14. Gimli is no stranger to harsh environments, and this desert is known to just always be windy, always slapping sand around, so it's the visibility is low, and you're probably going to get pelted in the face if you don't have goggles, but you can do it. It is possible. Um, another concern about this desert is dehydration seems uh, like pretty dry and with all the wind blowing your your sweat just like wicks off immediately so it is not ideal not a great situation there are it looks like if you peer into the desert a little bit you can tell that there are people in there there's some people that are wearing like basically no clothes but like a pair of goggles and they're like running in the sand barefoot very strange um <laughs> it's strange dude and you see some people who have little tiny pickaxes and magnifying glasses, and they are like picking away at the walls of the desert, and they're looking at unique rock formations and stuff. It seems like that is what's going on, but it is brutal. The people in there right now seem to be handling it okay. So I am concerned about this uh, the sandstorm thing we got going on here. We might, well, considering the moth's gone, we might not be able to get supplies. <laughs> but right, but like. At least goggles and like hydration are probably advised. Well, do do you think you could drink the water produced by a water type Pokemon? Because I have two of those. 
That's true. Is this a rhetorical question? Is this a real question? This is a real question. How do you wish to answer it? I have to answer it? Is that what's happening? No. It's just like, how, how, what method does Elodie... Does Elodie want to keep it rhetorical? Does Elodie... How? How? Just how? Uh... I, um, I was going to say I suppose I could test it, but that sounds extremely dangerous if it doesn't work. Is that something I would know? You can, can I roll for that? You can definitely roll for that. Yeah, yeah, roll for it. Roll a... Roll a okay. Maybe just a straight intelligence, maybe? Because I, I don't think that's a wizard. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's something you get out of a book, right? So. All right, I rolled a... <clears throat> 16. 16! Yeah. Uh, you think it's definitely possible? You've heard stories of people doing it before, so you just you just got to try it. Yeah, because it's not like spit, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's it's like water. Like unless it's like a lot of spit, that's water Pokemon in uh-huh. a nutshell. We cracked the code, but uh-huh. like our Pokemon try out so many burning questions. <laughs> we have Do to have test like them a all. Why can they like? If it's too hot, can they not, like... But Scald exists. <laughs> True. If it's like, does the water... Does it get dried out like we do? These are very important questions. R- regardless, we still probably need goggles. We do still probably need goggles. They might have some in Lava Ridge. I mean, it's it's right there. Yeah, we can look... Ar- I, we might be able to go back and look around. They were doing, like, a whole, like, operation for construction. But they might have something, because right. there's no Mart. Exactly. So right. So I mean, they may just have goggles, like construction goggles, like right, something like that. Would, yeah, would be fine. We could pick up stuff for the gang while they're doing their thing because we definitely need that stuff because it's otherwise it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad time. Oh, for sure. Like Cindy might be fine, but the, the like, little doodle on the not doodle. It's like a professional looking kind of map for people who are traveling. Uh, the desert is expansive. Yeah, I think preparations advised here. What What do you think, Sam? Sam gonna make a roll because i love rolling for sam today uh she says yeah i'm pretty keen on not dying in the desert so if 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 we need to stock up on stuff then then we'll take care of that uh gimli roll a roll a perception real quick yeah uh 14 an athlete runs past you into the desert they're barefoot it seems like that's what they like to do um they've got some goggles on and right before they hit the sand they pop something in their mouth as a scent that seems strangely familiar to you. Yeah, you definitely cut off there. Oh. God damn it. No. I'm so sorry. It'll be he fine. Popped the, he popped the thing in his mouth. And yeah. then it has a scent that is familiar to Gimli. Okay. Whatever was just consumed uh. is something that is nostalgic for Gimli. Nostalgic. Nostalgic might be like okay. a weird word. It, it, it triggers a memory potentially. I will let you roll okay. a history for that memory if you'd like. Yeah, that's intelligence, right? Yes. Okay, hopefully I roll well, because... Oh, I did. Uh, 18. Yeah. Gimli thinks back to a few days ago, when he was romping around Mauville City, and he was entranced by a little stall downtown. He remembers the slogan, uh, Gerba's Gherkins, come get your gherkins. I knew great, it'd be gherkins. Great as I knew a sweet summer like, treat. It's gherkins. <laughs> I thought uh, it. Great for you know that. heat. How is that your first thought? It's a gherkin. Because I, I, I was thinking about the fact that I had the gherkins, like, not but, like, 15 minutes ago. 
And I was like, hmm, you know, gherkins would be good for snackies. But then he pops something and then it's like, Gimli, you might know this. I'm like, it's gherkins. <laughs> it's <definitely> gherkins. <laughs> they you were... see a desert immediately. Gherkins. Yeah. Oh, well, gherkins, obviously. They were advertised for being particularly quenchy. Yes. Yes, they the were. Quenchiest. Mm-hmm. The quenchiest gherkins. I have a half a pound of gherkins. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty thick amount of gherkins there. So we'll be fine. Gherkins. We'll be okay for hydration across the board. Um, we can definitely supply ourselves a little bit better, but um, we definitely want to make our way back to town to get those goggles and probably some like other like sun repellent attire because we don't want to like just get burned out. Like I have a sun hat. But for my bald head, but um, you guys do not. So you also have go have goggles, them. don't you? Do I have go goggles? Yeah. When we introduced our characters in session one, you said he's oh, got I his do. go goggles. I thought I, I thought I did, but I didn't have it written down. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I, no, the go goggles make a lot of sense that I would have that. Okay, so I have goggles, but you guys definitely need a set. So what's the plan? So we are probably gonna, I would think, head back to town unless like. How far away is... Well, I guess we don't want to backtrack all the way to Mauville. That's too far. And, like... Because I was like, well, maybe we get more gherkins. But I have plenty of gherkins. Like, I think that's fine. And we could, like, look, see if there's other supplies. Because, again, we don't want to die out in the desert. Sure. So... Okay. Yeah, so we'll backtrack. Backtrack we'll, to we'll Lobridge. Back. Yes, we'll mm-hmm. backtrack to Cool. We definitely Love it. Love how fun and also mundane your experience is compared to the other two's. We're back. Welcome back. Hope you had some good conversation. We did. We talked about um, how tall people are mm-hmm. and uh, Gumi rituals. So we last decided to just kind of scope it out, see what's happening, see what's going on. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You do that. Some time passes and it seems like that the lava is that is dribbling on this pillar is forming a circular pool around it, probably with a radius of 15 feet maybe and it's like almost a perfect circle and it's that circle that all these little goomies are dancing around this is probably over about 10 minutes probably we'll say if you're still scoping out in there and uh the chanting is getting slightly louder and the goomies are going slightly faster are you still observing uh yeah i guess we're committed by this point we don't have any reason to leave do we not necessarily i got a feeling you're about to give us a reason to leave (laughs) It's like uncomfortably warm, but like I I feel that Cindy would want to see what's happening because she has a soft spot for cookie and just wants to see like what is happening with these Gumi. Yeah, sure. The pool that is built around this pillar uh, begins to bubble. It concentrated in one particular spot close to the pillar and the bubbles get larger and larger, not threatening you in any way, but they're they're sizable um, and Rising out of the lava comes a formless, large, goopy entity. Begins to slowly rise. Uh, It is expelling so much heat from it that your ability to see it is fairly distorted. There's Mm -hmm. like an excess of heat lines that is obscuring this, whatever it is. It is roughly, I'm going to say it is less than 10 feet tall as it rises out. And it's got a vaguely humanoid shape. 
But as far as anything beyond that, it's very hard to tell. You can make some checks. And then all the Goomies stop chanting and going around. And they all face towards it. And they make a unison kind of sound. I want to roll investigation to see if I can see it better through the heat lines. Perfect. Do it. No. Uh, plus three. Ten. Ten. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, you can tell that there are particulates that are falling off of its body into the lava pool. Doesn't seem like it mines. It is in the lava currently. How big is Gudra? Uh, it's about a person size. Like, it's smaller than this. Are there any actions or checks or do we continue to observe? Um, I guess just observe, right? Is this, uh... As long as we're not threatened, yes, continue to observe. And we are still, like... Patricia is in position to just yoink us and get out of there. Okay, yeah. And Cindy's cl- like close enough to Schmidt that that could happen. That is correct. Yes. You are but not a in- little bit like a step forward, <laughs> closer to the madness, but not like so far that she can't be yoinked. Correct. The creature whose shape is hard to make out lifts up some limbs on either side of it and makes a a sound that isn't scary, but it isn't necessarily calming either. It goes. And then all of the little Goomies chant back. They go, Meh! and as it lifts its arms, this puddle of lava starts to make little trails, very skinny little streams that dip out of it. And they are there's about 30 or so of them. And each one is pointing directly at one of the little Goomies that is standing at attention. That might be a Gudra cry. And also, again, if it's possessed by some kind of otherworldly experience, whether it be like the plate or something, it could be bigger. This um, is like true. Experienced. Um, but we have the fire plate, don't we? And this is definitely a fire creature. I mean, it's in lava. Gumi is not a fire type. It's dragon. So it could have like the dragon plate. Do there, the Gumi seem like they're being harmed by the lava that is coming at them? No, they are not flinching. They are. Uh, it's. It, it would be weird to say that they're having a good time, but they are not like. If it, their faces seem, their little snaily faces seem to suggest that they are performing some sort of duty, that they must be here. Ah, uh, I look at Schmidt. Should I send Cookie back out? I don't think so. No. What if it makes Cookie super strong? What if you lose Cookie forever? I'll return her again. It's fine. That kind of only half worked last time. Don't know if we can guarantee that that will work again. How close would I be able to get to this happening safely? That's kind of tough to gauge. You want like Cindy okay. to go right up close? Uh, I, in, if I let Cookie out, yes. If okay. not, <laughs> like I don't, I don't sense? think we should get up close. I don't, I don't. No, keep Cookie in. Just observe. It is very hot. I'm not going to say it's impossible. Cindy can handle the heat, of course. What is generating the most heat is the seven-ish, eight-ish foot tall monster that is obscured by, by warmth. I guess we and where is the, the, the obelisk, the monolith, and um, all of this? It is behind the, the tall boy currently and it is in a, like the lava pool was growing because it was dripping from above and then out of it rose this other creature that is uh, large. Not necessarily threatening, but you can't really make out what's going on. Okay. Can I roll another investigation? Sure. 
I'm not really sure what I'm investigating. Then you might do a perception instead. Maybe perception. Yeah. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. What do you want? Like, what What are you... Just in general? I, I guess that... I guess I want to see, like, if what's happening is safe, but also, like, to get a better understanding of what's happening, like, from what I'm seeing. Cindy has spent enough time in the wildlife that she acknowledges that this is, like, a natural thing. Um, whether or not it's common or special, she has no idea. She's not familiar with these Pokemon. Um, it is clear that no one's being harmed, or this is not a volatile encounter to what Cindy thinks. There is danger, sure, but there's no aggression happening. And she also observes, she makes note that the pool of lava around the obelisk was, like, shallow when they first came in. But it was, like, stationed on the ground. And it's, it is peculiar that something that is roughly seven or eight feet tall emerged from it when it was a puddle. It was like, where did they come from? How did they come from below? That is something that strikes Cindy as curious. Um, hmm. Does that serve the dirty 20 for insight? Does that kind of the information you wanted, the vibe check? I think so. Ugh, I'm just like deep in me is like, what if this is like a big evolutionary event, like the Bulbasaur and that one episode of that one new Pokemon series I watched? I don't, I don't <laughs> think this is it. I, I think this is something else. Schmidt is just on standby to yoink. Yep, yoink prepared. All of these little streams of like little trickles of lava that are coming out from the pool kind of stretch out towards the Goomies and like they make like a, a circle, like a like bicycle wheel kind of, right? Like there's a puddle in the middle and then they all stretch outwards towards the individual Goomies. Um, the streams are about to connect with all the individual Goomies and all their chanting becomes a little more fervent and they're excited. After a moment, it connects with all of them at the same time. And in that moment, the entire room illuminates brilliantly in a big flash the heat also increases noticeably after a few moments it settles all of the goomies that have been chanting have slightly deeper voices and they're a little bit taller and they are expelling light off of them as they are also drippy and goopy and they are leaking rather than slime they are leaking little slimy lava bubbles and they let out a cheer a little, a little goomy-ish cheer, a little sluggish cheer. It seems they're a little extra lumpy, and they've got some lawn antennae, and they have a reddish, darkish, brownish hue to them. And they just stand there, and they wave their new little forelimbs in the air, very excitedly. And uh, it seems like there's some sort of celebration going on. I feel like Cookie missed a really good opportunity. Is it too late? <laughs> I sent Cookie out, since it seems to be less chaotic. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, you do that. Cookie scrambles forwards towards the pool. Uh, it seems like all of these slightly larger enhanced Goomies are beginning to scatter. They're about to, they're all marching either northwards towards the northern exit or southwards to the exit that you came in. And the larger creature that emerged from the lava is beginning to descend into it. Cookie is rushing over hurriedly, and I need Cookie to make a charisma check. Come on, Cookie. Oh no, that's a minus one modifier. No, it's a two. It's a two. Cookie charges forwards. Uh, whatever this large creature is that was emerging from the lava, whatever its topmost extremity is, whether it's a head or something, it, it notices Cookie um, and just stares as it continues to descend. Um, and Cookie is standing right at the pool and just kind of like chirping in a goomy way. This all of this, all of the new taller slug creatures are now moving past you. They're very close to you now. 
Um, you can make them out very well, uh, but they pay you no mind. They're trying to leave. All right. Is there anything you still wish to do? It seems Cookie has somewhat gathered the attention of of a monster, but there is they're running out of time. Can Cookie make a chant check? Chant check? Yeah. yeah. Uh, could Patricia assist with that somehow? Sure. I don't know. How yeah. Patricia has sting, but I don't think that helps with anything. What is Patricia's I mean, it's not intention? Elodie's cacophony, but like. I don't know. Just to help. Just to help. Does yeah. backup singing? <laughs> backup singer. Yeah. To do yeah. some harmonies. <laughs> sure. Um, Cookie is not necessarily chanting. She is like kind of uh, rambling, maybe yeah. in 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 Gumi speak. Uh, but Patricia, yeah, he, here's what's gonna happen. Okay, so Patricia is gonna get involved somehow. I want Patricia to make her own charisma check, and I want Cookie to add. Well, let, let's see what this check is first from Patricia. Charisma. It's just a straight twelve. Straight twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay, Patricia notices some sort of uh, dragony thing happening, I suppose, uh, and lets out a draconic kind of chirp uh, in the direction of this activity between Cookie and this monster in attempts to, who knows, something instinctual, just like saying something. And uh, it seems it has that Patricia has somewhat captured the attention of this mysterious creature that is shrouded in waviness, wavy heat. It seems like maybe Cookie has another chance. Give Cookie a plus eight to another charisma check. Mm-hmm. Plus eight, 11. 11. Cookie, very desperately chanting and, and, and screaming in, in little sluggy sounds to the behemoth that, not behemoth, that's an exaggeration, to the large creature that's descending into the lava. The creature sticks out an appendage, a little goopy appendage, and uh, taps Cookie on the head with it. In in a far less glamorous moment, uh, Cookie begins to shine. Do you <gasps> press the B button or do anything such as that? <laughs> no, I let this happen. Okay. After a few moments, Cookie emerges from the light a little bit smaller, noticeably smaller, than all the other expanded creatures that are walking past you. And the monster that was descending to the lava completes its descent, and it seems like perhaps it gave like a little wave to Cookie or something. Cookie looks around, turns around at you, delighted, surprised, big old stupid smile on its face. Uh, Cookie is a Hoenian Sligu. Congratulations. Oh, so does it pick up fire typing? Uh, perhaps. you. It seems like the other ones did. Mine's a little small, though, but that's fine. Yes. Uh, you I look love at my it, small little baby. And, yeah, it is noticeably probably, like, six inches shorter than the rest, but it's still quite larger, so much taller. Instead of just being a blob, it has a shape. Little little forelimbs, <gasps> little hands, little appendages, uh, antennae from the top, and it is constantly dripping. Instead of goo, perhaps warm goo. It is reddish in color, and its body is, like, a... It, it, its body is the same color and composition as, like, a rocky puddle of magma, if you think of it that way. Um, it seems like you could probably touch it, maybe. Like, it doesn't seem actually as dangerous as lava, but it seems very similar in structure. If for the first time, you are approached by Cookie, waving its hands at you, because now it has hands. They don't have fingers, but they have hands. I give 
cookie a hug. Cool. Yeah, roll constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Finally a good roll. Here. Jesus. Constitution. <laughs> uh-huh. 16. 16. <laughs> you hug cookie the sligu. And you notice that it is in fact warm, and the the its droppings are dripping onto your arms, and it is warm. But it seems like it has some sort of control over how warm its body is. And if Cookie is hugging someone it cares about, who may not <laughs> appreciate being burned, it is able to kind of stifle that natural power. That's awesome. The lava pool that was in the middle of the room around the obelisk has drained. Where did the tall thing go? Who knows? And it is still very warm in here. And you can see on the other side uh, a little hole of light from another mouth of the cave. It's probably 100 feet down, but it's there. What do you do? I guess that's our exit. I I think so. I think they went around, so the goal was to meet back up, so I guess we go. Understood. I think we all walk to that mouth, and then everyone has to go back on their Pokeballs. When we ride Patricia, because Patricia does have a weight limit. Understood. Yeah. Gimli, Elodie, and Sam march back towards Loveridge Town in efforts to get supplies. Elodie, give me perception. Got it. Oh, boy. <clears throat> I got a uh, six. Six? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you don't notice anything. You notice that as you go back on this route, it's uh, it's slimy still. The slime hasn't changed. Nothing is different as far as that goes. Um, if you peer at the mouth of Fiery Path, you do not see your friends. You see nothing different. It looks the same. Nice. Off to Lava Ridge. No. no. Activity is good activity. Yeah. When it comes to those two. Perhaps. <laughs> when it comes. Uh, you get to the town without problem. Uh, Gray is standing around. He has like a tiny little makeshift booth. It reminds you of the one that Jay had at the Lily Cove Summer Festival. Is that where you wish to gather supplies? Do you wish to go somewhere else? Uh, we can check with Jay. I think it's a good idea. This one's gray. Excuse oh, you. Gray. Yeah. Oh, you, you wish to <laughs> Jay. Going all the way back. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Gray recognizes you. Uh, he managed to salvage his little spinning computer chair that he was sitting in the first time you came to the shop. And he's like spinning in circles. He says, hey, friends. Welcome back. I'm on my shop right now, but uh, I'm happy to get you some supplies. Also, by the way, thank you. You really saved our town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem. For the only casualty to be my shop, I don't mind at all. That's a worthy trade. What can I get for you? Um, so we're looking to cross into the desert, and that comes with its own problems, as you probably could guess. So um, we definitely are looking for supplies for our group, just goggles to help protect our eyesight and... Uh, Probably something to keep us hydrated. He says, yeah, I did lose some of my inventory, but a lot of what we sell at the Smart is for travelers that either go on a hike up Mount Chimney or they go through the desert. So let me see what I got. And he digs around in some boxes. I'm going to see what he has with a roll. Yeah, he pulls out a pair of Go goggles, undoubtedly. The little plastic bit that... Uh, secures the lens to the left lens to the front of it is like a little melted. It seems like it was exposed to heat. He was like, ah, shit, I can't sell this. You want to just take this one? It should still work. Yeah. Yeah. He says, it's all yours. So you're in position of a pair of go goggles that the left lens, like the covering the plastic is like a little melted. <laughs> it's a little droopy, but it sounds it's... like a perfect one for Schmidt. 
It's a little equipable. He keeps digging through, and he finds a few others, probably about four or five, and he says, uh, while I really want to give you some some free merchandise, I'm really not in a position to be giving away inventory right now, so I will have to charge you for it. I'll, I'll give you a discount. I'll do my best. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's really fair. He says, I can part with these for six Pokédollars each. Okay, well, uh, does Sam need a pair? Does Sam need a pair? No, she doesn't. She has one already. Oh, yeah, she did before. Yeah. Okay, so just two two pairs. I can uh, purchase two pairs of go-go goggles. Well, we could split it if you want. Sure. Split it. Nice. Yeah, six each. That's fun. Uh, Gray says, thank you. Is there anything else I can get for you? I know that there's a traveling merchant by the name of Gerba who sells these really quenchy little tiny little pickles. Uh, and you take one bite and it's like, oh, it's amazing. It's like the, the juiciest cucumber you've ever had. And it just makes you feel really good when you're traveling in the heat. Uh, I love gherkins. Oh, you love gherkins. Great. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, hopefully Gerba's around here. I know she travels around. Maybe maybe you'll find her. I don't know. I don't have any gherkins on me, though. I can sell you some bottles yeah. of water, though. Um, I think we'll, we'll take the bottles of water, too. That would be good. He says, great. I can give you a half dozen for five Poké Dollars. Yeah, that's great. That'll do. You make the exchange. He says, do you need trainer goods? I still got a little, got a couple potions, got some Pokeballs. We can probably um, I, to buy some potions too, right? I think I'm good on that front. I don't know if you want to get any. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, what kind of potions do you have? He says, uh, right now I got a couple standards. I got a few supers. I have two hyper potions. How much for supers? He says, supers for you, Gimli, the hero of Laveridge Town. Let me think. He says, I can part with these for, I'm going to say, seven Poké Dollars. Okay, yeah, I'll take them. It's quite a steal. Uh, how many would you like? He, his, he's in possession of five. I'll take them all. Take them all. Five times yep. seven, 35. You give him 35 Poké Dollars? Yep. Mark it down. He says, thank you. This is really going to help me out. <laughs> help me rebuild. <laughs> so I very much appreciate it. Is there anything else I can get for you? And what Pokeballs do you have? Yeah, glad you asked. <laughs> I got a fresh inventory right before the volcano erupted of quick balls. Very fun. I got a dozen of those. I got some classic Pokeballs. I've got a couple Lava Ridge balls, and I have two Ultra Balls left over. Ooh. Uh, how much for a quick and ultra? He says, quick as a specialty, and I'm going to give you a discount. I can give you that for 18 Poke Dollars. Uh, the Ultras are going to be hard to discount. I can part with each of those for 25. I'll, um, I'll take an Ultra. You do that. Yeah. Exchange is made. Elodie, shopping? Uh, I think I'm good uh, on Pokeballs. Okay. As he's digging through the Pokeballs, he picks up what looks like a little metal orb. It has like a little tail on it. He's like, you're not supposed to be in your buddy. And then it expands. It's like a little hedgehog. It's got little spikes on it. Um, and he tosses it to the side and it clinks and it has a smile on its face. It likes being thrown around. <laughs> what an interesting dynamic. Yes. He says, well, I hope to see you all again soon, wherever you're going. I'm assuming the desert. Good luck on your journeys. Uh, if you ever need anything, just come back right here to Loveridge. We'll be ready for you. Thanks. I'm sure we'll revisit. Great. You on your way back? Yeah, let's go find yeah. Gherkins. Okay. You're back on Route 112. It's still slimy. This time I want Gimli to make a perception check. Uh, Dirty 22. Dirty 22. Yeah. From the direction of Fiery Path, you hear a repeating, maybe like chant-like sound. It is moderately high-pitched, um, and it echoes down the chamber, and it sounds like, meh, meh, meh. 
in that rhythm. Uh, it is uh, not ceasing. Huh. Hmm. What is that noise? Do you hear that? Uh, I'm supposing I didn't, so. Uh, no, I, I don't. <laughs> There's I don't like know what you're a chanting. You know, that, like, that way. Uh, do you want to check it out? Yeah. Might as well. Okay. Got a bit of time. That's true. Yeah. Still waiting on the rest of the gang. We, we can make progress, but don't want to go too far. Okay. Right, of course. Sure. We march up to Fiery Path then, just to check it out, scope it out. Correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You do that. You go up the stairs. You see the construction crew that's working on the lift, trying to repair it. And as you approach the mouth, there's a little flash of light from inside. And the chanting changes pitch. It's uh, deeper now. And you hear, like, little bestial cries of maybe delight or celebration. And right... Uh, I'm assuming you want to enter, correct? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Right as you're about to enter, you're cut off by probably... 15 creatures that you've never seen before. They are marching past you. Marching, perhaps. They don't really have legs. Uh, they are sliding past you, and they look like moderately sized slugs or snails that are composed of a substance that is like a slimy lava that drips off of their bodies. And they kind of <laughs> just push past you, and they don't make eye contact. They're just like leaving. They're just on their way out. They're just going somewhere. That's awesome. Good old Macargo. Uh, right, for sure. It's definitely that one, not the other one. Not the other one. Do you? Uh, yeah. Do you? Do you still enter? There's about fifteen of them. Um. I mean, they're just walking past. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You go inside. Good for you. I'm gonna summon everyone together. Right. So to catch you up, Elodie and Gimli notice a strange sound coming from Fiery Path. So. They've decided to uh, enter, and they were cut off by a troop of about 15 strange Pokemon that they've never seen before. Um, they have entered into the southern end of this area, and uh, I do need to require the two of them to make constitution saves, because it's very hot in here. I got a nine. Okay. I got a 15. Okay. Elodie mm -hmm. is, is having a hard time. It is quite hot. She's not a fan. Um, if she spends too long in here, she may take HP damage. As you enter, you notice that the floor is very slimy, like it was on your way up. And way off in the distance, you can see a few figures. You see two people. You see what looks to be like a fluffy cloud that is also a bird. And you see the same figure that you saw 15 of leaving the chamber in front of a person. But they're a little bit smaller, but they're still emanating a brilliant light. What do hmm. you do? Can I shout towards them? Because I can clearly recognize that's a that's our gang. Yeah, shout at them. What do you say? Oi, what's going on up there? Yes, yes. No. Do we do we hear? You or... will hear. It will echo in this <laughs> into the cave. You you okay. heard Gimli. Um, what the f <laughs> 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 Nothing, just vibing. Yeah, we we this... just it's hot. It, it, yeah, this doesn't <laughs> seem like nothing. <laughs> uh, it wasn't nothing a minute ago, but it's nothing now. Say, like, why? Why are these lava slugs just crawling over to watch you guys? Uh, okay, um, yeah. Cookie I guess evolved. We pull, yeah, we could pull our lava slug back out. Cookie, for the first, evolved. for the first time yeah. in that anyone, any of you have ever heard of, you are greeted by a Hoenian sligu. 
That's regional awesome. Variants, Let's go. Wait, that means Crustle might be a regional variant. <gasps> uh, it's looks very similar to Gumi, but just a little bit taller. It has antennae and like little forelimbs that are just like sticks, basically. And it is constantly gooping, constantly dripping. But rather than pure slime, it looks like goopy magma, perhaps. Its body coloration is looks like if you peered into like a volcanic crater kind of like it looks like rocky lava basically is what his body looks like very cool so cool for clarity you're in a little tunnel that reaches to a distant point on the other side of mount chimney um it's a little hot i think elodie's not having a great time but everyone else is doing okay yeah uh well if if we want to take this route i could potentially use one of my water types to try and cool me off. Or we could go back to the desert. Up to you guys. I mean, how far is it if we walk quickly? As I described it, it is about 100 feet. Walking quickly isn't going to change it. It might just make you more hot. Gotcha, gotcha. We also bought, like, supplies if you guys want to just go through the desert and backtrack. Got some goggles. Some water. Some water. Can't find the gherkins, lady. We've got gherkins. We do. Say, don't we still have a barrel of gherkins? I still have. I have, have a pound of gherkins, but gherkins are apparently good for the desert, so. <laughs> Retain the moisture. I mean, I'm down to go. get out of this hot cave and figure out what to do from there. That's fine. Yeah, we can mm-hmm. go through the, the desert. Do we all leave Fiery Path to Route 112? Yep. Mm-hmm. You do that. Off in the distance. Scattering into different directions south on Route 111, you see about 15 or so other Hoenian sligu going into the mountains, going into the forests, going over to wherever they were coming from. Who knows? Um, as you mark back, march back towards Route 111 to the entrance of the desert, for the first time, Cindy and Schmidt notice a sign that was appeared at earlier. It's like a little map of Route 111 in the desert, uh, and there's a little, a little graffiti on it. And it says, uh, there's like an A symbol, like a stylized A-looking symbol. And it says uh, B plus R forever, but the forever is spelled for E-V-R. Oh, God. It's my parents. What? What? (laughs) It would be cute if it wasn't so weird. Uh, I would think it would be cute if they weren't criminals. Right? (laughs) I mean, and they so, were lovers once before they were criminals, right? Sam says, it's also vandalism. Someone's got to clean that. That is more crime. That <laughs> <laughs> is more... Well, yeah, what are you going to expect from criminals? criminals? recent was that? You can suss it out. Make it roll. Yeah. I'll suss it out. Touch the spray paint. <laughs> uh, made a 16 on a sus check. 16 on a sus check? That's pretty good. It's probably... Less than a month, more than a week. What? That's what? pretty recent. You're kidding. That's fairly recent. That's like more recent than like because like we knew that they were in the jagged pass uh-huh. hideout. Like obviously, like they were there. That was months ago. Mm-hmm. That's not a week. More than a week. Or between a week and a month. Oh yeah, a week or a month. That's still. It's very recent. That's like what puts it before the terrorist attack at Lily Cove. Yeah. 
They could have been there. They could have been in Marvel. Sam says, interesting. <laughs> well, that that's fun. Well, I'm not cleaning it up. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that doesn't sound uh, like my problem to clean up. I mean, they, they are your problem. When they abandoned me, they no longer became my problem. There's still a problem and they're here. Uh, okay. So you guys should take some goggles. Who wants the melted ones? I'll take the uh, melted ones because sure. I'm not affected by weather conditions. It's the melted aesthetics, ones. Aesthetics, aesthetics, aesthetics. Yeah. yeah. I'm not affected by like sandstorm. Well, but they still look cool. Don't don't sure. be too confident. Yeah, you can yeah, handle you, it. You can handle it better. We'll say you're not just unaffected by sand. That's wild. Yeah, it's coarse and it gets it's everywhere. True. Do we don our safety gear? Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, let's go for it. Cool. Everyone looks sick as hell. Uh, do we have a pair for Quacko? Do you? Uh, we did. We did not grab a pair for Quacko. How um, could you? No, not? we bought. We bought. Did we not buy an extra set? We we bought three. Well, we bought two pairs, and then he gave us one, and then you have one. So that's only four total. Quacko doesn't have a Pokeball. Nothing for Quacko. I kind of forgot about the fact that Quacko doesn't have a Pokeball. I'm sorry. How? High in the to... air is the sand from the sandstorm. And how high can Quacko fly? Um, I am not putting that much distance between me and Quacko. That's fair. understandable. I am going to take my goggles and I'm going to put them on my bird. Now we're just going to have a time. Couldn't you also fly with uh, Patricia over? Is the sandstorm really something you can fly over? You can check. Depending on how high you get also we just separated the party yeah (laughs) we got lucky with the last one i I don't think we're gonna get lucky with that again we can go back to lava ridge and buy more goggles before we bought them because we're literally right outside the town right right there yeah i was about to say how far is lava ridge right there you you, you can get there pretty quickly if i just like flew on patricia like just solo man missions Uh, while everyone else waited how would that be faster yeah we could do that like instantly it's five yeah, bucks. We'll just do like that. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Uh, goggles, real quick. Um, kind of on a time limit. He says, that's crazy. I sold some to your friends earlier, and then some other people came by, and they cleared out my whole stock. I'm all out. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Does he have anything that could be made into makeshift goggles, or like a hat to put over Quacko's face so you can like, carry him? Is there anyone else who has goggles that you know of in town that I can borrow or bribe? Uh, he points behind you and he says, looks like that family's all going to the desert and they got goggles on. There's uh, two adults and a child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many pairs of goggles do they have? Three. Damn. Is there anyone who like lives here that's like not using the goggles that you might know would have goggles? He says, well, a lot of us in Loverage take trips in the desert, so uh, if you wanted to knock on people's doors and ask, I'm sure you'd find someone. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um... I didn't realize this is going to be an actual errand. Okay, do we know people? Like, if I check with the right of learning for first, are people going to be there? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Okay, you can check. I'm going to yoink over there. Just okay. be like, yo, you got any extra goggles? Yeah. You open up, open up the doors, and uh, there you are greeted by some people in lab coats, and they say, you, you want go goggles? Is that what you're looking for, for the sand? Yeah, they're totally out at the mart. I was just wondering if I had a pair I could borrow. I could return them. I'm a super responsible guy. My duck took my pair. I just wanted to see if I could get a pair from me. It's totally like not a big deal, but if um, you have some. 
a researcher says that's actually one of our projects right now. We're working on a prototype that is potentially more comfortable and helps with visibility. Um, the lens filters out sand particulates in your vision, so it gives you really clear vision. That's how it's supposed to work. Uh, if you want to test it for us and come back, we'll give them to you for free. Yeah, I'm down to test drive. Cool. Uh, the lab assistant gives you not really a pair of goggles. Uh, are you familiar with the emote Wicked? Not particularly. Uh, they're, it's like silly-ass... Uh, like kind of rainbow hued, like a like a sunglasses maybe. Yeah, it's like it's like a sports visor almost. Basically. Oh my god. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That is wicked. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and it seems like it could probably fit on Quacko. The 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 nose piece like extends. You can make it smaller or bigger. Um. Okay. So yeah, are these four Quacko or are these four human. The lab assistant says you can put it on anyone that's got eyes. Okay. Duck can't communicate, so I will do the test drive. Okay. Sounds good. Great. Do you fly on back? Yeah, with my Gurren log on glasses and tow. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just ends up triumphantly. Just back. The best way to describe it is I'll just like... a shirtless with the <laughs> <laughs> glasses. Yeah, for for those listening, they're like sports visors, kind of like in a very stupid, silly way. They look like yeah, Gurren Logon's a good way to describe it. They're like stupid ass Gurren Logon glasses. That's perfect. <laughs> Let's get a perception check from Elodie. Got it. Seventeen. Seventeen. You look up in the sky and you see a fluffy cloud. With the Schmidt on in tow, you can't really make any details, but you see that they're coming back. Um, you recalled hearing you, the discussion earlier about like, oh, could you just fly over the desert? So you're looking in the sky and you look over and you can see that like there's columns of sandy like tornadoes that go like pretty high up, pretty menacingly. However, you do see a handful, maybe like half a dozen, maybe more, maybe less of birdie shapes that are circling above the desert. Interesting. But Schmidt arrives. Panda buzz. Sorry. Do you, oh, sorry, were you trying to communicate with the party, Elodie? Yeah, I was just going to say that there are birds above the desert. That's oh. all. Oh, bird friends? Neat. Uh, everyone can look and they can see little silhouettes. Um, they are moving. They're just circling very slowly. But it seems like they're not particularly phased by the intense winds and sands way above it. Let it be known that they are, like, within the sand. They are being pelted. Uh, But they are up there. Okay. Yep. And they're, like, in a circle? Like, in a, like, in a... Yeah, they're gliding in a circle. And they're, like, you can can see that they have uh, wings and they're, like, kind of stabilizing their flight, but they're they're circling. Mm Mm-hmm. And do they have, like, long, skinny, stupid necks? And... (laughs) Are they they darker in color? Uh, they're a little too far like away to maybe tell. A little, they're, they're maybe a little bone sticking out of their hair. You're kind of just seeing silhouettes at this point. With the with the with the overcoat ability, so they're not getting buffeted by the sand. Yeah, yeah. who knows? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> who would have thought? Just a wild guess, but you know. Well, what if it's a regional variant? Yeah, yeah what's a regional variant? You gotta think about that. Come on, that's a thing okay. now. You just experienced that. I did just experience <laughs> that. It was uh, it was a thing. It was a thing. Oh, God. For sure. Cool. Do we venture forth? Do we check that thing out? Or do we go? Is that like on the way the to desert. where we need to go? Or? It's like in the middle of the desert. Uh, in the desert, yeah. yeah. So that would be out of our way, if I understand my desert math correctly. 
Perhaps. Symmetra, you're the shot caller right now. Where are we going? Symmetra says, one, no one's called me Symmetra in a while. Uh, two, I'm, no. You, you, I want to do what you guys want to do. We're going through the desert? Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. but this is, this is your errand. You need it to get somewhere. So She says, I need to get to Meteor Falls. Cool. The, how we get there is no matter to me. And she slaps on her goggles. Okay. I, 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 I throw on my Gurren on goggles. And then uh, Sir Ryro Whoa. Day starts playing in the background. <laughs> it sure does. And, uh, <laughs> I put on my Milty goggles. Nice, yeah. They stick to your face, not like sticky, but like they're they're misformed. Yeah. They are definitely a, a reject goggle thing. They were, were melted by the the lava. <laughs> yes, it was. They were, they were free. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Never would have guessed. Oh, really? Thank you. <laughs> sure, it's all good. You maybe you thought it was a style. I don't. Okay. All right, let's go. I feel like I should recognize that cry. Schmidt is not going to recognize that cry, but. <laughs> the one that I made with my mouth? <laughs> Maybe. That, you, that one. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Thank you for listening to the most recent episode of Dunsparce and Drampa. Special shout out to our Spotify viewers who are putting us at the top of the leisure category in the United States as far as listener rank. We are very, very appreciative of you. We're up at the top 20 at the time of recording this. We're so glad that you're all enjoying the content, and we would love it if you reached out to us either at our Discord server or on Twitter. The links to those sites can be found in the link tree along with everything else, including our Patreon. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot slash D-U-N-S-P-A-R-C-E. Once again, we're so grateful for all of your support, and we're really excited to give you more content down the line. Uh, We have no intention of slowing down at this point, so thank you so much for sticking with us through the long haul. We'll see you next Tuesday.